One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fun-filled, action-packed, exciting edition of the WrestleGenon Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Heat Matthews, and I'm joined this week by the one, the only living legend, Garrett G. Money Munn, and the Tennessee Jesus is on sabbatical this week. Uh, he'll be back with us next week. Uh, he is uh, taking his pilgrimage to Nashville. Um, so I'm sure he is living the uh, high life with Jerry the King Lawler somewhere, or he, he's uh, passed he's out. In in a, he's in a bar. In he's in a bar in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> he's oh. uh, the guy pulling up in the limo on this <laughs> week's episode, Saturday Night Special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, Garrett! What's going on, man? What's up? Hope I sound a little bit better this time. I noticed I was a little quiet, but I could be all right. I think I think you sound good. You sound nice and clear, nice and crisp. You're rocking crisp the rolling like an apple. <laughs> Speaking of nice and clear and crisp, uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media, uh, Twitter at Russell Getting Pod with one D. Definitely want to be following us on Twitter. We are rocking and rolling with the Russell Getting. Fictional wrestler SmackDown. We started round two this week. Um, so you I still keep forgetting to look at Twitter for that. <laughs> I see all of them on Instagram, and I'm just like, "Whoops." Yes, uh, some That's solid right. matchups uh, coming out of the votes for round one. So we got. Uh, let's see the first two that we posted earlier this week. Uh, Bonesaw McGraw taking on the Trash Man, which is pretty solid. So far, uh, Bonesaw is winning that one. 75% of the votes towards Bonesaw, uh, 25% for the Trash Man. Uh, we have Kid Muscle from the Ultimate Muscle cartoon um, going one-on-one with the Gender Bender from Futurama. Uh, Kid Muscle is actually, uh, well... Putting the muscle, you know, using his muscle against gender bender here. We got 60 and 40%. Not tell Carl. So, so you got um, about a day left on the two of those. So if you're listening on, if you're listening Saturday when this drops, then you've got pretty much the rest of pretty much today to vote for those. Uh, second set of matches that were posted today, full disclosure, recording on Friday. Uh, we've got Jimmy King. Taking on President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho from Idiocracy. Uh, this one, Jimmy King, 81.8% of the votes, and President Camacho, 18.2%. So I think I think this is gonna be a pretty easy one to call there. So that one still got a couple days yep. left. <laughs> and um, uh, we've got Zangief. From Street Fighter, Street Fighter Zangief taking on the Shrieking Sheik from The Simpsons. 
Uh, there is no picture of the Shrieking Sheik because he was never shown in the episode. All we heard was a yell. So he's very mysterious. We don't know what the Sheik looks like. So, uh, But Zangief got 80% of the votes to uh, the Shrieking, Shrieking Sheik's 20%. Um, we still got quite a few... Uh, quite a few more matchups coming your way. Uh, trying to find the damn link for the bracket because I. Wasn't there more? What was the other ones? I remember there being one with Terry Crews. I don't know what he was supposed to. Oh, be that was the. Uh, that's he's uh, President Camacho. Ah. Uh, yeah. Let's see what I, else? I, I we've got uh, uh. Coming up too for round two, we've got the Crusher from Looney Tunes taking on. Rip Thomas from No Holes Barred. Uh, Futurama is the foreigner taking on the Amazon from NES Pro Wrestling. And there's one couple more. Thunder Lips taking on Captain Flag and Half Mass from The Simpsons. And we've got Nacho from Nacho Libre going one-on-one with Randy the Ram Robinson from The Wrestler. So Wait, those will be your... Nacho actually won? Nacho won. Who was he against the first round? Uh, not um, El Toro Fuerte from the Jackie Chan Adventures. Ah, yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> it was like kid show versus kid show. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. Say, one of them needed to make it because that show was awesome. I love the Jackie Chan Adventures. Well, that and the freaking Mucha Lucha. I just no, love the different like, no, characters they put in it. Nacho Libre. The oh. movie, Jack Black, Nacho Libre. Oh man, I thought you were talking about the one from Mucha Lucha. You had me all excited. Nobody from Mucha Lucha made it into the second round. That's kind of that's kind of criminal because, like, at least that show is entirely fucking. You know what? We picked the wrong ones. We should have picked his dad. His dad was cooler. Or his (laughs) grandpa. Yeah, I thought the flea would have made it in. Man, the flea was awesome. awesome. He was my favorite character on that show. But uh, yeah, so the stack looking to be some pretty solid matchups here. So we got potential of like Jimmy King taking on Zangief in round two or round three, rather. And like Randy the Ram Robinson against Bonesaw McGraw. Lots of cool matchups here. So, so definitely make sure you're following us on Twitter for that. Again, that's WrestleGettingPod with one D. Um, Instagram, WrestleGettingPod with two Ds and our sister instagram for the underscore collection i've uh, been post trying to post a little bit more on there the last couple of days and facebook.com slash russell getting pod with one d youtube.com slash for the collection uh there is a new unboxing up on our youtube channel um actually went live in the fig cave group the other day and uh posted that to our youtube a couple of days later unbox uh some of my father's day uh hall which was the um elite rhea ripley also got the basic austin theory which ended up being the chase and the uh basic tony storm chase as well and uh if you want to know if you haven't gotten the tony storm figure and you want to know if her uh proportions are accurate you should definitely check out the video (laughs) all i know is that booty don't lie (laughs) <laughs> oh man awesome and then uh if you want to pick up some merch support the show pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestle getting podcast and then rubble redbubble.com slash people slash wrestle podcast as well so check those out 
Uh, let's see. Quick shout-outs here. Some upcoming stuff from our friends, the uh, the Four Horsemen of Wrestling podcast, uh, the Fig Cave. Uh, Phil's uh, dropping his top five. I don't know why I put top four in the notes here. It's top five. Um, last week was five the... Uh, top ten, top ten, top ten, top ten. Uh, this week they did the uh, the Macho Man. So it was Phil and... Um, his guest on there, Dougie Nunya, who you can follow on Instagram as well, um, and Twitter. And none of your business. <laughs> so they broke down the top five Macho Man figures. Um, number one was pretty awesome, and it is actually a figure that I have. So I'm not going to spoil it for you, but go check it out. Well, I've got a pretty big Macho Man collection, but so most of the figures they talked about I have, except for like a couple. Um, the real question but- is, do I have it? Uh, no. Damn it. <laughs> or at least that you know of. That I know of. I highly doubt you have this one. Yeah, me neither. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Running Podcast, new episode is out now. Uh, so be sure you're subscribed to them. And to call up, uh, Kenny got an interview coming up with Bill Afonso next week. So ECW's own Bill Afonso. Manager Taz, Abu, Rob Van Dam. So that's definitely a can't miss episode. So make sure you're subscribed to to all three of them so you don't miss anything new that's coming out. So I gotta say, like the, the Fig Cave top five thing, I'm very very interested in these episodes. It's really cool to hear other collectors talking about like what their like top five of their favorite characters are. Um I know I'd uh reach out to Phil about getting on there as well so hopefully uh, be on there for season 2 which would be fun so. heck yeah alright so that's going to wrap up those social media stuff uh, who's ready for story time with the WrestleGaddon podcast baby story time with Adam Cole baby Oh, man. So I actually prepared this week. Oh, man. You didn't need me to think about the five work this week. Nope. I actually I had a good one. Um, so back in 2011, we're going way, way back here. Uh, fresh transplant from New York moved down here. That would be me. It's North Carolina. Uh, old North Carolina. Doing some uh, fig hunting on a day off from running the the Radio Shack store that I worked in as store manager with a uh, uh, fig hunting with a friend of mine. He gets a call from one of his friends who works at the Apple store and proceeds to tell us, hey, Matt Hardy's here. friend looks at me he's like yo i was like what up he's like matt hardy's at the apple store i was like which apple store south point i was like we're like 10 minutes away from it he's like i know we're on 40 heading towards carry <laughs> <laughs> so there was actually there was a store we had two out in carry uh that i love to shop at. it's called stuff and such um but we were heading out there and I popped, ended up getting off on the exit ramp uh, halfway to carry and flipping back around. 
and headed back to South Point to, to go meet Matt Hardy. So I get there and uh, we walk into Apple Store and sure enough, there's Matt Hardy with uh with Reby Sky just hanging out there. Um, upgrading their iPhones. So I got Matt Hardy's autograph on a, a plain eight by ten, eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. Um that was actually pretty cool. I talked to him for a few minutes. Said didn't want to, you know, take up his time as he was, you know, there on his personal time. But um, if you follow Matt Hardy, you know he loves interacting with fans. Um, and we'll take a few minutes to we'll to talk to people, and it's really cool. Uh, we talked about some wrestling figures. Uh, he asked me, you know, if I had any of the Hardys figures. Like, yeah, I got a few. You know, I don't have any of the new ones that came out. You know, a little harder to find right now. So talk a little bit about that, and then you know, asked me, you know, the size of my like how big my wrestling collection was, and like how long I've been a fan, all that fun stuff. So it's actually pretty cool. So yeah, Matt Matt Hardy. 2011 at the Apple Store. I mean, Matt and Jeff are both pretty awesome to me. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually met Matt Hardy twice. Um, I've met Jeff once. Uh, those are those are stories for another day. No. Yep. All right. So with uh. Story time with the Russell Getting Podcast, baby. If you have a story that you want to talk about, uh, meeting uh, one of your favorite professional wrestlers or you know indie wrestler, anything like that, any any wrestler in general, if you got a story that you want to tell, um, in a couple minutes here on the Russell Getting Podcast, feel free to DM us a uh, um, audio audio link. To our Twitter or Instagram or whatever email, um, askrustlegetting at gmail.com, and we will more than happy to uh, throw it up on here for you. So, and if you don't feel comfortable uh, audio in it, you can write it to us and we can read it for you. Yeah, we'll read it for you. It's actually pretty cool. It's always cool to hear stories of meeting wrestlers, like especially for good interactions. I can't say that I've had a bad interaction with anyone that I've met. Nope, because you know why? Because all the people we know we're going to have bad interactions with, we don't go see. Pretty much. Like, like if if you guys knew how many opportunities Chris and I have had to meet Ric Flair, just no, not doing it. Well, that's that's the crazy thing, though, because I've heard good and bad with him, but I've heard a little more bad than I have with good. So, I mean, that's just people that we know in our area, but, um, I guess that's he's safe. gotten a little better with his, uh, in his old age, but that's good. Say so. hell, I will meet Batista. I remember that time he came here and it was like, he had to have secret service watching his, uh, back. <laughs> oh, he thought the, uh, the galaxy con. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, the funny thing is like, I met Batista We'll probably have to, maybe I'll do this one next week. Um, yeah, we'll do this one next week. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about the time I met Batista. It was actually pretty cool. Um, it was when he first started, started coming up when they, uh, moved in, when he, um, came up on SmackDown debuted as yeah, the Deacon Batista. So uh, we'll tell you, I'll talk about that one next week. So, that was pretty cool. 
All right, so that's going to wrap all that stuff up here. Uh, Garrett, you got anything else you want to add? Or? I do not. All right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 900 hulk All right, and the news is brought to you each and every week by Date Nights in a Box. Check out datenightsinabox.cratejoy.com for a one-of-a-kind curated date night theme sent to your doorstep monthly. If you're going to be stuck in the house, surrounded by kids, why not put them all in sleeper holds, send them to bed early, and have a little <laughs> date night? I was saying, if you need help with that, just have them. Just have just have Samoa Joe get provoked. <laughs> and on top of that, you can save some money by using the code BJ's in a box. That's BJ's as in blow job in a box at checkout. So sign up for your subscription today at date nights in a box. Alright. So big news day today. Some of the perks about recording on a Friday. As we kind of catch all the uh, the remainder of the news that comes out during the course of the week, mm-hmm. and uh, we get to talk about it before most of our the other podcasts do, um, unless they do, unless they're like the daily ones. But uh, the biggest thing that was the biggest news thing that was coming out this week was the the writer that was hired by WWE. Um, apparently, she did an interview where she was talking about how she didn't really know much, didn't know anything about the product. And that they had a wrestler on there on Raw, um, whose name was Bobby Ashley or um, Bobby Lashley. And they're in a group called the Hurt Business. And they're like, we wear suits, we're cool. That was, that was the whole thing. Um, this kind of ties into the next thing which is uh some releases that happened today uh she was one of the releases uh wwe is claiming that it is not anything to do with her interview or the social media backlash that came from that it was like internal uh, concern yeah which is a bunch of bullshit because you know that's what it was from mm-hmm. but the biggest thing with this is people are acting like wwe hiring writers who have no knowledge of the product or professional wrestling knowledge is new this is literally been going on for like the last like five to eight years and probably even longer it's just not something that they advertise but if you look at all their job posting like anytime they post something on their corporate website for a writer it says experience like experience not necessary experience in wrestling not necessary are not required. It's not anything new. I don't know why everyone's acting like this is something new. Eh, and I was like, I was telling Chris when we were talking about this before, like, would you want so? I mean, I, I get, like, they need at least somebody to, like, I think they need someone to, like, oversee these people that know about wrestling, but the rest of them shouldn't know about wrestling because then you don't have that bias of, boom, Roman Reigns is my favorite wrestler. Let's make him win every gold medal. Like, where you have someone that knows nothing, so they don't know who the top guy is supposed to be. All they know is what Vince wants, and that's what Vince wants. (laughs) He wants a yes person. (laughs) 
Like they don't need like some of these writers really don't need to know that Randy Savage wrestled uh Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania three. They don't really need to know that. All they need to know is about the characters that they're writing for on TV now. Like they need to have at least knowledge of that character. So you look at Bobby Lashley and MVP. All right. So I am writing a story arc for the character of Bobby Lashley and his manager MVP going into the next four weeks into a pay-per-view event against Kofi Kingston, another character. That's all that they really need to be familiar with. And all they're doing is writing the scripts on what is going to happen between the two of them. Like Kofi Kingston is walking down the hallway MVP stops them. They have an exchange. MVP tells them, hey, you're being held down by Xavier Woods, blah, blah, blah. Like, and you could just go through the motions. Like, is it's really that cut and dry. It's like they don't really need to know, like, every single angle from 30 years ago. When nine times out of ten, most of those angles are going to get recycled anyway. And they've done it before in the past. But... I just think her her interview just made her sound she just made herself sound stupid by not knowing the names of the characters that she's writing for, especially someone that's supposed to be the the face of the company and the you know the WWE champion right now. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to try to make it through this list here of WWE releases without Garrett ending up in tears. Um, so, so we had about 14 releases today. Some are kind of surprised. Honestly, most of these aren't really surprising anymore. It's It's just like some of them haven't really been used. Some have been used on TV. Most of it is 205 Live. Um, a few NXT guys, and that's pretty much it. And most of these people really haven't been used that much, or if they they were, it's just. Eh. But like all this is mainly due to budget cuts and things like this. So, um, unfortunately, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, Rizango, have been released from their contracts. Um, I don't know how much everybody loves. Rizongo and the fashion police and the fashion files, all that fun stuff. I'm kind of sad to see them go. Um, I felt like they, they probably had more that they could offer. They to were NXT. in the show like two weeks ago. Yeah, they lost to, did they lose to Imperium? They beat Imperium yeah, they, and then got embarrassed, I think, or some uh, sort of uh, matter. Something like that. But, <sighs> so Breeze and Fandango were gone. Aria Davari, Tony Nice, um, the Wish version of the Young Bucks Ever Rise were released Thank as well. Fucking God. Which <laughs> they were on TV this week. They, they, actually, they didn't actually wrestle. They're like standing there with that stupid coffee cup again. No, they were. Uh, didn't they wrestle? Uh, what you call it? Uh, I don't know. I watched the Hulu version of NXE. So. Oh. Because it's got wrestled. What is uh, what is Isaiah Swerve Scott's? Oh, um, Hit Row. 
Yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. But uh yeah. Um August Gray, who is uh Anthony Green, retro Anthony Green. Um, he was let go as well. The Bollywood boys, uh Sunil and Samir are gone as well. Um, Marina Shafir, I'm not surprised on that one because she really hasn't been seen on TV essentially since I think it was the tag team uh tournament that they did. I think it was the last time that she was on there. Or it might have been Jessman Do one of the two. Uh, Kurt Stallion, not sure who he is. Arturo Ruas, who was on Raw like a month ago. And uh, Killian Dane, who was rolling pretty well with uh, Drake Maverick and their tag team. So I'm kind of going to be kind of going to miss that one because they're entertaining together. That's uh, the, the full list of people that were released. So let's see where they end up in the next. 90 days, which I think NXT talent is 30 days, if I remember correctly. So anyone that was signed to an NXT contract. Interesting. So let's see they roll through to um, uh, last bit of news here. Mickey James announced she is going to wrestle at the uh, NWA 73rd anniversary show. I thought she wasn't going to wrestle. Uh, she's not wrestling on the Empower pay-per-view, but she is wrestling on the NWA, the 73rd anniversary pre-show. Is that the, the that weekend in August, so there'll be two NWA pay-per-views. So we'll have Empower on Saturday and NWA 73 on Sunday. So that should be pretty fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, figure news. Got a lot of figure news this week. Um, zombie sale explores heels and faces. Uh, retro figures are available for international pre-orders or are going to be inter- available for international pre-orders. Um, I don't remember exactly when he said they were popping up there. But if you go to uh, zombiesailor.com, um, you can check those out for yourself and see when the pre-orders are rolling through those. For international. And make sure you buy Chris's uh, things for him. The Dino Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. And that Earl Hebner. I'm good on the Earl. All right, so looks like right now, just on here, it's Canada and U.S., so definitely be on the lookout. So those will be coming soon for international pre-orders. Um, also showed off the uh, the Danhausen prototype, uh, the wax sculpt for that this week. Um, actually kind of excited. Uh, he's going to come with an interchangeable hand, a bag of money, a stack of cash, and a jar of teeth. Nice. Oh. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, speaking still sticking with retros, um, AEW, their unrivaled line, which will be more the I think the unmatched line. Um, Jeremy Padauer was asked on Twitter if we could see um, AEW retros in the near future, and his answer was yes. So, and look out for uh, some more news on that to come. With okay, retro, we're gonna do uh. 
Tony Khan is a baby. <laughs> Not I mean, that retro. Like Hasbro style retro figures. Oh, okay. But it's so it's like kind of like what yeah, like what Zombie Sailor's doing with with those figures. That that style of figure. No. But it's gonna be like actual people. Like, is it gonna be like actual retro people? Was it? What am I? Oh, whoever's on the AEW roster. So you right. get like a, a retrovert, like a retro styled figure of like Darby Allen and that old Hasbro style. Wait, are we gonna get? Are we gonna get a a, a six inch dinosaur? Six inch dinosaur. <laughs> Oh, we have a Lucasaurus figure coming out. But you don't understand. It would just be a dinosaur. It'd be retro. It'd be what he was like when he was a baby. That's not what they mean with the retro. I know. I'm just messing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's uh, okay. Rumor if, you're, w- if you're getting frustrated because I'm being an idiot, <laughs> can you imagine everybody else just listening to this? I'm like, it's fucking retro. Does it mean it's fucking... I'm just like, dude, I'm just fucking with y'all. And and people that listen to us who have no idea what we're talking about half the time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Some rumored lineups uh, for Mattel. We got Elite 90, uh, which the the person that had posted this is usually pretty um, spot on with their um, rumored lineups that they find. Uh, So we're getting a new Big Boss Man. Uh, which will also be the chase figure. So it's going to be um looks the picture was the the corporate boss man. So I'm like the all black like SWAT gear. So nice. I'm not sure what the chase for that one would be. Uh, we're getting a new Randy Orton, uh Bronson Reed, Mia Yim. The picture for Mia was kind of is um freaking retribution Mia. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that changes to a regular uh, Mia Yim figure. Um, is it Jimmy or Jay that was with Roman on TV the whole time? It was Jay, right? Jay. Yeah, okay. So we're getting a Jay Uso and a Mustafa Ali, and that's going to round out Elite 90. Um, Elite 91, we get the return of Rob Van Dam. So everybody who missed the first Elite figure of RVD, you'll now get a chance to get not one, but two, because RVD will be the chase in that line. Uh, we're getting a new Hogan, a new Bianca Belair, Austin Theory's first elite figure, a new Sami Zayn, and a new Kevin Owens. So we are finally going to get a Liberator Sami Zayn figure. I cannot wait. I've been waiting for a new Sami Zayn. You know what's so sad? I was going to say the Chase RVD is going to be he could do the split. Huh. I mean, come on. Who ha- who doesn't want to set the Rob Van Dam figure up between two steel chairs to want to split? I think the elite that they put out, actually, I think he can do the splits. I don't say, because he did that, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, they do, like, backstage him getting ready, and that's always... They did it, it with, um, with Molina's figure, too. So they actually uh, made her leg joint so she could do splits as well. Interesting. It's one of the few... Uh, uh, women's figures that can actually do that. 
Um, let's see what else we got here. Rumor lineups. Legends. Target Legends series. Series 12. 13, 14, and 15. Are going to be a uh, little DX heavy here. Uh, series 12 is supposed to have Billy Gunn. And all the DX figures are DX Army. So it's going to be from their invasion of WCW. From what it looks like. Uh, so we're getting Billy Gunn. Uh, we're getting a new Junkyard Dog. So if you miss out on the, the peg warmer uh, Junkyard Dog figure from his first Elite, you get a chance to pick that up. Because I know that JYD Elite has gone off in price like quite a bit. Uh, we're getting a new Kevin Nash and a new Roddy Piper. I don't know which one the chase is in that series. It wasn't listed. Um, but Series 13, we're getting a Triple H uh, from the WCW Invasion. So DX Army Triple H. Uh, we're getting another Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, who will be the chase in that line. Uh, new Hurricane figure. Oh, baby. Uh-oh. I'm psyched for that one. And a Cowboy Bob Orton, um, which I know Cowboy Bob hasn't had a figure in a while. The last figure was a basic, I believe. Uh, series 14. Isn't there a Bob figure, him with, uh, with Orton when he faced Undertaker with the cast? Um, I don't think so. Because all the, <laughs> the Bob Orton figures were like flashback figures. So they've done they've only done two Bob Ortons, I believe, for Mattel. Interesting. Uh, I one remember seeing the, one with, with he had the cast. That was probably the one that came with a two-pack with Piper. When they were doing okay. the uh, Elite two-packs a while back. So. Um... Yeah, so series 14, we're getting Edge, uh, who will be the chase in that set. Mean Mark Callis has also been announced for this series. So with the Undertaker being retired, we can finally start going through the back catalog of Undertaker gimmicks and get different Undertaker figures. I was about to ask, who the fuck is Mark Callis? <laughs> Oh, man. Carl would have been excited for that one. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm fucking way too young to do anything. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're getting ch- also in the set is China and Rodog, both DX Army. Uh, series 15, to round out your DX Army, we're getting Xbox. Uh, we're also getting a new Andre the Giant, who will be the chase in that set as well. And Bradshaw and Farouk in Series 15 to round out that set. So... Hopefully this will be more like APA, like ring attire, like the tights, and not just like the jeans and the t-shirt that got released the last time. So, so there we go. That's your figure news there. whole bunch of fun stuff. Heck yeah. Excited for that hurricane. That hurricane, that Sami Zayn. Because you, you have all the hurricane figures now, right? All of them, but one, actually. I need the... Jacks did a draft series, the, like the very first draft that they did. And uh, the Hurricane was one of the figures in that line. I technically, it's just a repackage of his first, very first figure. But it's just the packaging and then the stand that comes with it that kind of makes it different. But like technically, I do have all the Hurricane figures. So that one is just like a straight up, a straight re-release. 
It doesn't even come with a damn cape. Does it come with a cape? How the hell is it a hurricane figure without a cape? Exactly. But as far as Mattel goes, I have every hurricane figure put out by Mattel. Including the the chase of the basic that came with a uh, limited... This is like the first... The first 10 basic series came with belts mm-hmm. that were um, like limited number belts. So it'd be like one of like 5,000 or whatever. Gotcha. So I actually have a hurricane figure with the, the chase belt. That's actually the one that I got signed. Uh, one of like the four times that I've met him. <laughs> yeah, because he's always there. Pretty he's much. cool, dude. Oh, he was a lot of fun. Oh. That's a story for another time. <laughs> I'd say Carl has way more stories than I do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I can't remember them half the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So that's uh, that's going to wrap up the figure news for this week. Let's go ahead and get in the ring here and go bell to bell, baby. So let's kick it off. Hell in a Cell last weekend. Um, what do you think overall of the Hell in I ain't going to lie. I didn't watch it because I really watch didn't it. want to. I really didn't want to. I was not really excited to watch it. And you guys didn't know. make... Between our like little group chat, you guys didn't make me excited to want to watch it either. There were some good matches on here. Um... So, you may tell you where I really think they messed the bar up, and it has nothing to do with the bullshit they did it on SmackDown. They really, to put to bed their rivalry, they should have had, if they wanted, like, another match in Hell in a Cell, they should have done Cesaro and, and Seth Rollins. And that's when Carl and I were talking about this um, after the pay-per-view. Um, that's... The uh, the one thing that we said is Cesaro and Rollins should have been held in a cell. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Like, and then they didn't like really Which, um, promote because actually Bianca was original, in there, right? Bianca and Bailey. Yeah, Bianca and Bailey was a hell in a cell, and they really but they didn't. never promoted. I think that was that. a. I think that was a last minute change when it they changed was um, just because they didn't have the Roman they did Roman and Ray, but um. I think Rollins and Cesaro was initially supposed to be a Hell in a Cell match, if I remember correctly, and Cesaro was actually supposed to go over Rollins, which was the early plan for the match. But because Edge apparently is coming back to SmackDown, he was asked who he wanted to face next, and it was Rollins. That's why they put Rollins over Cesaro. So, Uh guarantee you, SummerSlam... Edge versus Rollins. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a good match, but Cesaro definitely should have. I think Cesaro should have went over. I feel that kind of killed like any momentum that he was building. Um, I agree. So, but um, 
kickoff show started off with uh, Natalia versus Mandy, which was, was okay. Um, it was kind of shitty because the women's tag titles weren't defended at all in this pay-per-view. And going into SmackDown and Raw, um, before and after Hell in a Cell, those tag titles were not defended again. So, here we go. More more crap that we're not doing with these belts. Uh, but Natty ended up picking the win over, Maddie, over Mandy Rose. Um, then we get to the actual pay-per-view, which kicked off with the, the Hell in a Cell match. I was going to say, you want to talk about uh, titles not being defended? When's the last time you've seen uh, Sheamus on TV defending the title? It's been at least a month. I mean, he's got a broken nose right now, too. Well. So I don't know what the deal is with that, if there's anything more than just a broken nose, but, yeah. Oh, I know uh, something we didn't put in the notes, but I don't I don't know if you got, we talked about it at all last week. I don't remember. Did we talk about Montez Ford being injured? No, we didn't. Yeah, he's, I don't know how long he's out for, but I saw today he got, he had successful surgery. Oh, dang. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to go in match order here because I didn't, I forgot to put these in match order. Um, with Alexa Bliss take on Shayna Baszler. Um, Baszler had Nia and Reginald at ringside as well. Um, Alexa picked up the win on this one, which we all picked Alexa anyway. Um, I saw she did some weird thing with her foot. That's about all I saw. Yeah, she was doing like those, that creepy, like, creepy crawl thing. Like where she's crawling through across the ring and she's like putting her damn legs like over her shoulders. It was like creepy and shit. She's very flexible. Uh, apparently. So uh, Ryan Cabrera is one lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but she did a spot in there, which she also did on Raw, but she um, like took control of Naya and had her slap Reginald. And then they tried to do that same spot on Raw with uh, her trying to take control of Reginald and almost slapping uh, Nia during their uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me, Money in the Bank qualifier match, which we'll get in that one, get in the Raw. <coughs> Damn. Uh, so we had Cesaro take on Rollins. Of course, Rollins picked up the win on that one. Uh, that wasn't in our match listings when we did our predictions. Uh, but was probably the best match of the night. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely the best match of the night. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, which ended up being a hell of a sell. Uh, Bianca Belair retained over Bailey. Uh, this match, it was slow. Like, there was a lot of time in between moves, and it just kind of broke up the pace of the match and kind of took you out of it. Like, overall, it wasn't bad. It was just, there was just, too much like time in between spots and it was just it, like i said it kind of it threw the pacing off and it it just kind of took you out of it a little bit and that's at least my opinion um raw women's championship rhea ripley retains over charlotte um by dq so rhea gets herself charlotte won via dq because rhea ripley got herself disqualified um so she still retains the title um, that one's going to be a wash because it was a disqualification. Um, and then the Hell in the Cell match for the WWE Championship. Lashley retains over Drew McIntyre. Uh, McIntyre cannot challenge for the um, 
WWE Championship as long as Lashley is champion. <clears throat> it should be like permanently, but they're not going to go that far. Mm-hmm. Well, hell in a cell. Yeah, that happen. Um, then the SmackDown before the pay-per-view, we had Roman Reigns take on Rey Mysterio, um, which was actually inside the Hell in a Cell. So they moved that pay-per-view or moved that match off the actual pay-per-view onto SmackDown before. Probably had some like cheap ploy to grab ratings. Um, I didn't watch this. Uh, Roman Reigns retained. And Mysterio, we kind of went on to uh, guess what kind of ring attire you'd have on. We were all wrong. <laughs> so, so nobody knows what he was wearing. That looked like just some generic ring attire. Uh, let's see. Monday Night Raw, we started off with uh, qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. So we had, I will say, even though I didn't watch it, uh, some shocking upsets. If I do say so myself. Yep. Uh, Ricochet uh, advances to the money in the bank, defeating AJ Styles. Uh, John Morrison goes to money in the bank as well, uh, defeating Randy Orton. And then Matt Riddle is in the men's money in the bank match. After beating Drew McIntyre. Yes. So the men's money. So, wait, 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 hold on. Solid. So how does that work? So to say, just as, as a funny thing, to say Drew McIntyre were to be in the Money in the Bank match and win it, how could he, he can never challenge for the title? I'm just saying it as a funny thing. Yeah, but I think the, um, wouldn't technically be a match though. Yeah, it is. It, would it technically is a match. But he's not really like. Yeah, I know I what you mean. But I think it kind of. I think the money in the bank like overrules that type of thing. They'll come up with some bullshit thing to, to let Mac, if McIntyre were to get into the money in the bank, they come up with some BS thing to where he could use the money in the well, bank. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Otis is going to win. He's going to lose it in court anyway. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had Asuka, Naomi, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss qualify for Money in the Bank as well in a series of tag team matches. So the women aren't good enough to get singles matches, but they can qualify all in tag team matches. Here's the real thing you hated her gimmick, didn't you? Nikki Cross? Yeah. No, actually, I didn't. I, saw I loved, it. loved it even more when I found out it was actually her idea. Uh-huh. So it was something that she she thought up, um, and they allowed her to try it. So, so pretty pretty psyched for that. Um, I love a good superhero gimmick. I'm not gonna lie. So obviously the hurricane. So, but uh, we'll. I'm excited. I'm kind of interested to see where it's gonna go. Um. I know we were all bitching about the Dewdrop name for um, Piper Niven, but it looks like she's actually going to still be Piper Niven um, as they asked her what her name was, and she went to say that her name was Piper. Uh, she was cut off by Eva Marie, who said her name's um, Dewdrop. So it looks like it's something that, storyline-wise, Eva Marie gave her the name just because she probably didn't remember 
what her actual name was or just doesn't care. So we saw some little turmoil between them in their tag match um, against Asuka and Naomi where um, uh, Piper jumped off the apron when uh, even Marie went to the tag or went to tag in. So. Interesting. Yeah, it's, so I, I always look at like highlights and stuff. So it looks like I don't watch anything. <laughs> um, one thing that you should definitely should have watched like the entirety of Lashley versus Woods Hell in the Cell was it really good I'm sure it was oh hell yeah this was better than half the than like half the matches on the pay-per-view you and why fucking Xavier Woods exactly so guys, guys like a solid matchup so I did read, though, sad, sadly, that the whole ploy was because he's going to be off television for a while. Yeah. But still, still a great matchup. And it was probably, like, the, the best match on Raw Monday night. So if you haven't watched it, definitely go back and check that out. Um, it's on the Hulu version. Uh, I'm sure it's up. it should be up on, on the cock now. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it does. It takes, like, no time to upload on the on there it's like a day or so i don't even think it's a day but they never have nxt is never up there the next day it's always like two days later really interesting so that's how i end up watching the hulu version um because my dvr my dvr has been recording stuff lately so i don't know what the hell's going on with it and i just i haven't felt like messing with it um let's see nxt this week the diamond mine debuted um which is looks like it's head up by Roderick Strong, um, or at least he's part of the group. Uh, Let's they, see. Uh, Who is the big ass Asian dude? Uh, his name, his last name is Suzuki. I cannot remember what his full name is. So let me go back to here. There's a few guy. Um, Bivens is her manager. No, you got to say it right. I know you don't watch Battle of the Brands. With Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze, but it's Malcolm Beavins. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Diamond Mind debuts. Roderick Strong as leader. Uh, I because they never even said the guy's name, and I was like, wow, uh, Tyler Russ, Tyler I Russ, that one. Malcolm Bivens, Malcolm Bivens, and Hideki Suzuki. Hideki Suzuki. Yeah, uh, he looked f- familiar. Who knows? So uh, they beat down Kushida after that matchup. So mm-hmm. we'll be seeing a uh, sure we'll be seeing a feud between blah, Strong and uh, and Kushida. Good lord! Like brain farts left and right today. Okay, uh, you're good. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, <laughs> here to help. Uh, that was the biggest thing on NXT. Uh, we also set up a number one contenders tag team match. If I remember correctly, for the women's yep. tag team titles. Um, so we'll see that go down as well. And it looks like yeah, that's pretty much it. There wasn't that's pretty much it outside of uh, Cameron Grimes hitting somebody because they talked bad about 
Oh yeah. Oh, he, he nailed that dude. <laughs> so definitely the the storyline between Grimes and um, L.A. Knight is definitely not over, which I'm with. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, same. It ain't close to over. Thank goodness. He's talking trash about him still, anyway. That's great. Yes. All right, NXT this week, NWA. Um, if you guys are not watching NWA, definitely need to be watching NWA. Um, it's literally it's five bucks a month, not even five dollars. It's like four bucks, five. Yeah, I pay more for freaking Impact. Yeah, it's, probably it's five dollars. It's five dollars a month for NWA. You literally get like it's like a dollar, almost a dollar an episode, maybe a little more than a dollar episode. But still, you're getting to see like if you want just pure wrestling, if you're looking for wrestling. NWA is probably the best one to go with. Um, we've got this week we had a triple threat match um, to determine the second competitor for the vacant national title. Uh, this one saw Tom Latimer, uh, Chris Adonis, and Pero um, go at it. The, this match, this was a good match, like great main event for NWA. Um, Adonis ended up stealing the pin from Latimer. Uh, he's telling Latimer to go to the top rope to hit like uh, Moonsault or something. And uh, as Latimer's climbing the turnbuckle, Adonis like just covers Paro and gets the three. So like Latimer was like a little pissed, but you know they ended up squashing because they're all strictly business. And that was the whole thing was you know one of them is going into the finals for this. Um, but the funny thing is, we're getting we're getting JTG versus Chris Adonis for the vacant national title. Mm-hmm. I never in my life would say thought I would ever say we're getting JTG versus Chris Adonis for any type of title at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, what? You know what? Too, you're it. looking forward to it. I am. I love JTG, uh, Chris Adonis. I love his character now in NWA. Um, I think they're going to put on a great matchup. At um, I think I think this is going down. I don't think this is going down on Power. I think this is going down on um, the 73rd anniversary show. So there's a lot of build up for that, and we're probably going to end up getting a rematch between Trevor Murdoch and Nick Aldis at NWA 73. So that should be good as well. Yeah, I saw that they're still feuding. And then on top of that, um, we've got a, I think, a number one contender matchup coming up between Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb uh, to determine the number one contender for uh, Camille's NWA Women's Championship, uh, which I believe is going to take place on NWA 73 or Empower. Not sure when that one's going to happen, but pretty psyched to see that one. Uh, speaking of Thunder Rosa, I just found this out tonight. If you are in the uh, North Carolina area, uh, her promotion, Mission Pro Wrestling, August 14th, Greensboro. Yeah, buddy. I'm going. <laughs> Heck yeah. I don't care if I can go by myself. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just saw that announced today on Mission Pro Wrestling's official Twitter. So 
There we go. Nice. I'm psyched for that. Tickets are not yet for sale on that one. Not really been a whole lot of announcements for it yet, but um, definitely, I'm sure we'll be seeing um, like Genocide, Thunder Rosa, Hollow Dead, um, a few others. Mission Pro is pretty much predominantly all female wrestling, so it's gonna be cool Dang. to go see. Let's hope we see the Human Tornado. The Human Tornado, unfortunately, is retired. Mm. Uh, let's see. Ron did not hear Impact Wrestling. The biggest thing coming off of this, Violent by Design, uh, retaining the tag team titles against Edwards and Kojima. Um, <clears throat> pretty solid matchup between the four of them. It's basically what you'd expect. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo has split from <clears throat> Kimberly and Susan <clears throat> with uh, Deanna beating Susan this week in a matchup. And Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellerling are taking a break. It seems like as uh, Jordan needs some time to think about where she's going next with her future. She wants to say tag team with Rachel or go her own way. So let's hear that role, sir. <clears throat> Interesting. Yep. Impact uh, pretty solid. Uh, not really so kind of going with the whole playing with the, uh, the Don Callis uh, being fired story arc. Uh, looks like Tommy Dreamer is going to stay on as a consultant from the network with Scott Demore. Uh, Scott Demore did not seem too thrilled about that um, announcement from Tommy Dreamer this week, so we'll see where this is going. Um, highly doubt there's going to be anything on AEW regarding any of this at all. So, mm-hmm. um, plus, I forgot to put this in the news, but concerning Impact. Moose has signed a two-year deal with Impact Wrestling um, and looks like he's going to be pushed pretty heavily uh, going forward. Uh, It was announced also this week at Slammiversary. Moose will be going one-on-one with Chris Saban. So that should be a a matchup to look forward to. Nice. And that's that's bell-to-bell this week, baby. Heck yeah. No AEW? Awesome. No AEW, so let's go ahead and get into, well, I didn't really watch AEW. Um, it's all right. The only thing that was on there was crap, anyway. So <laughs> I don't really want to talk about the the MMA match between Wardlow. Turning into a wrestling fight with uh, two guys. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, WrestleGuiding Podcast. Are you a fan of old school WWF? But you don't want to give that millionaire Vince McMahon any more money? Well, lucky for you, I owned a VCR back in the 90s and recorded every pay-per-view. Each tape is $15.99, and we can meet up at the Mayflower on 15501. Hit me up on Facebook, Will Jeffrey. I still got vape juice. And let's get into the vintage throwdown. Right, Adventures Throwdown is brought to you by StackOfCards.com and Stack of Cards with a Z, the best place to get your trading card fix, whether it's new packs, vintage packs, stuff like Ninja Turtles, Smallville, all that fun stuff, X-Files, new stuff goes up every Friday. Um, let's see what we got up here. We got some, uh, still got some Twilight Eclipse Series 2 up here. Surprised you have not bought that yet. Was it for Carl? 
Uh, let's see. Let's go get here. Let's sort by uh, date new to old. This is what we are rolling on here. We got some Star Wars Rise of Skywalker hobby box out. 100 bucks on that one. Got a pretty solid deal for that. Um, I'm sure probably get some more. Five pack bundle Lois and Clark. New Adventures of Superman, $15. That's some wrestling cards up here. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, should be some new stuff coming up soon. So definitely check that out. Stack of cards with the Z.com. Make sure you use the code VINTAGE at checkout to save yourself 10%. All right. We're getting down to the wire here. Wrestling Society X, episode 9. And one more episode to go, and we have gone through every episode of Wrestling Society X. Uh, this week, we had tag team action as Alcatraz and Luke Hawks defeated the team of Eric Cannon and Vic Grimes. Pretty solid matchup on there. Holy shit. Uh, How does a dude that fucking big get on a top rope and just fucking walk a tight rope? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Oh man, Vic Grimes. Vic Grimes is that dude, man. <laughs> that was pretty and awesome. That fucking explosion was hilarious too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was fun. Yeah, it was bad. Oh. Uh, let's see. Next match up here. We had Six Pac uh defeating Scorpio Sky. I wouldn't even say defeated. He destroyed Scorpio Sky. Oh, he, he's just straight up. Destroyed Scorpio Sky, pinned him, teabagged him, one, two, three, called it mm. a night. So, mm-hmm. I was like, man, is that even a pin? Because he's not really on the dude, and he's not, like, holding him down. Like, you're in a count of three on that? Like, you literally, like, dry-humped his face while the ref is counting three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Scorpio Sky. Teabagged mm. by Seatock. Uh, let's see. Main event, Human Tornado versus Jack Evans. Um, they did have a dance-off. It was on one of like their extra uh, shows, which is on YouTube. Um, but this went to a time limit draw. It had a 10-minute time limit. Um, these guys were just going to town. And Fabian Kalen called for the bell. And said yeah, he's declaring it a time limit draw. Um, it's kind of interesting, though. When you look at Fabian Kalen and you can see the changes in his um, appearance going from episode one to like episode nine. Mm-hmm. Like first it started like he added a cane, then he added like some eye, like some face paint around his eye. Then he started dressing just a little bit differently. And then like this episode, it's like full on like clockwork orange type of thing going on here. You know, but uh, I'm not mad at him. Like, you're the ring announcer. You're the hype man for the show. Like, you need you're pretty much a character. So why not? Why not have yourself a, a the look of a character? So, mm-hmm. but it's pretty awesome. So we'll see. Uh, episode ten next week has the Piranha Tank match. Oh yeah. Uh, Piranha Tank tag team match with the cartel. So Delicato and Lil Cholo uh, taking on those Pochos Guapos, uh, Aaron Aguilar and Chaos. There's got... definitely going to be some terrible ass fake blood in that match. <laughs> this whole episode 10 is all tag team matches. 
Uh, there's a four corners elimination tag with D I F H. Uh, so Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler black, uh, will be taking on Alcatraz and Luke Hawks, uh, that seventies team disco machine and Joey Ryan and the trailer tart boys, Josh Raymond and Nate Webb. And then in the main event, it's an exploding cage tag team match with team dragon gate, Horaguchi and Yoshino taking on the filth and the fury M dog 20 and Teddy Hart. So that is going to be freaking awesome. Yep. Looking forward to that one. So he's looking forward to watching it. So it's not like to wait for it to come on, but um, <laughs> I'm, this is actually going back through and watching these wrestling society X episodes, like reminded me one, how much I love Vampiro. It's like going back and watching like old WCW nitros. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the similarities between this and Lucha Underground, the way that they were filmed, the way that they tried to mix like some backstage, like more realistic, like backstage stuff mixed in with their the wrestling and just like the overall violence of the show, um, is it's pretty exciting. And then you have like the musical guests, commentators every week, uh, which we don't really talk about too much. I think last week's was Pitbull. Um, we had good Charlotte on there one week, three, six mafia was like, I think the first episode, um, which apparently if you're in attendance for the show, you get a, like a little concert, um, prior to the, the show tapings each week. So, um, and not to mention you have one of the best damn ring announcers of like any wrestling show and Fabian Kalen, um, yeah. who, uh, also went under the ring name GQ money. Uh, who now works for WWE under the NXT banner. So um, I think he's actually a member of creative, if I remember correctly for NXT. So it's definitely cool. I think they should utilize him as a ring announcer. Right. uh, Or commentary or something. He probably probably doesn't have a voice anymore. Oh, good Lord. All that screaming. I know. But it's, it's definitely been more entertaining to watch like these old episodes of wrestling society X, uh, that has been to watch like most of the current WWE product. So. Yep. I watched more of that than I watched any other wrestling than I watched today. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, with that and the comparisons of Lucha underground brings me to MLW, which will be starting back up here in a few weeks. Um, MLW is primarily on YouTube. Um, but they started a storyline of the last season um, with um, was it Azteca Underground, which is basically Lucha Underground. Um, so it looks like they may be moving. I don't know if they're moving their arena, but they, they've been talking quite heavily about Boyle Heights and the, the temple, uh, Dario Cueto. Which they actually referred to him in one episode as Dario Cueto, uh, but he changed his name. I can't remember what his new name is, but it's literally the same character in the same office with the same Red Bull statue that he had in Lucha Underground. Um, like pretty much, you know, running the show for MLW. And I'm kind of I'm excited to see where this goes. Like I haven't like followed MLW as closely as other stuff, but I kind of think I'm going to jump on this uh, when they come back for their new season. 
be pretty cool. Yeah. Be pretty awesome. All right. Um, that's that's it for this week. Yeah, a short episode about. Yeah. About well, Carl and I we're not tangents every week, so. <laughs> Um, I don't have much much else to add here, but uh, I guess Garrett, you got theme of the week this week since Carl's not here. So, oh man, well, I, as I told Chris at the beginning, we're gonna gonna play a morning song and we're gonna play Tyler Breeze's theme and cry in the tub in the beautiful position. <laughs> oh man. You can uh, you can send your condolences and your um, get well soon cards to Garrett. <laughs> He's gonna need them over the next couple days. So until he's sure that Tyler Breeze is okay. <laughs> All right, so that's gonna wrap it up this week. Theme of the week: Tyler Breeze's theme. Um, be sure to follow us again. Twitter wrestling get a pod with one D. Vote for the wrestling, the wrestling guy, fictional wrestlers, stacked out. Vote for your favorite character. Ensure that they go on to the next round. Um, lots of cool matchups coming, like we talked about earlier in the episode. Um, Facebook.com slash WrestleGetAPod with one D. Uh, Instagram, WrestleGetAPod with two Ds and for the underscore collection. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGetAPodcast to buy some shirts. Redbubble.com slash people slash Russell getting pod to pick up some other merchandise as well. And circle back around. Make sure you follow our friends. The call up the Fig Cave, the Run In Podcast. You should be called following Jimmy King on Twitter at King Will Rule You. If you're not, what the hell is your problem? You need to be following him as well. Um, some other podcasts you guys can check out Turnbuckle Tavern. They do some great debates um, every week on different subjects. Um, I think there's they're a pretty solid one. Uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. If you're looking for your wrestling figure fix, uh, lots of pop culture stuff, Toy World Order. Yes, have some podcasts. These are all ones that I listen to on a regular basis. And if you got some guilty pleasures out there, Zack to the Future, um, where you can listen to uh, <laughs> Zach Morris himself. Uh, Mark Paul Gossler uh, talked about episodes Saved by the Bell as he goes back and watches them for the first time ever and discusses an episode. Yes, it's actually pretty entertaining. And I think there's a couple episodes where he really realizes how much of a dick Zach Morris actually is. <laughs> So definitely check those out. Um, subscribe to Kyle Peterson, uh, Surfball64 on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Check out his YouTube channel as well. Uh, today is actually recording on Friday. Today is actually his birthday. Go ahead and give him a big shout out for that. And uh, happy birthday, Kyle. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. It'll be the best birthday gift you can give him. Definitely check that out. Lots of cool stuff. He's got one of the best uh, figure rooms like that I have ever seen. Uh, literally has like shelves that have like a door behind it. It has like a pull out bookcase with like another room behind it. Like he has like a, a hidden figure room in his figure room. 
it's it's amazing. So definitely check out those those videos as well. Um, I, that's pretty much it. I think I, I plugged enough people and shouted out enough people. Um, on behalf of myself, Kristen Heat Matthews, and Garrett G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Cross, will be back with us next week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he's, he's able to resurrect himself again. <laughs> Uh, this is episode 98 of the WrestleGator podcast. We'll be back next week with episode 99. We are slowly creeping up on episode 100. Got some cool stuff playing for you guys. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. Lots of fun. So we'll check you guys next week as Garrett is gone into the microphone. I'm playing a few times tonight as well. <laughs> we will check you guys next week. Later, Mark. And this would be the part. I was gonna say this would be the part where Carl said something stupid like, "I just sorted coke out of a hooker's ass crack." They are so gorgeous. They'll set you free. Could it be my walk? Or just my stare That makes you freeze When I appear Super good looking Every hair in place Everyone loves This gorgeous face You can't deny My beauty shot I'm everything That you are not Part man